Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So first off, I um, have to point out Sandra Day O'Connor passed away, the uh, former U.S. Supreme Court Justice. She was uh, in her 90s. She was battling uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, most likely. Um, so she passed away today. It was announced by the Supreme Court. Um, and then also uh, the U.S. House has voted to expel George Santos, the New York congressman. Um it was a bipartisan vote, by the way. More than half of the Republicans did vote to expel him. I saw, let me see here, let me pull this up. It was, um, I think, the only Republicans in the North Carolina delegation to vote against expulsion was Dan Bishop and Patrick McHenry. All of the other Republicans and everybody else from the North Carolina delegation voted to expel him. Um And I suspect it might have had something to do with a letter that was sent, a dear colleague's letter that was sent out by Max Miller. Max Miller is a U.S. representative for Ohio's 7th Congressional District. He was um, a former aide to Donald Trump. And Miller sent out a dear colleague's letter. Said late yesterday on the floor, I alluded to a personal impact of Representative Santos's conduct. Earlier this year, I learned that the Santos campaign had charged my personal credit card and the personal credit card of my mother for contribution amounts that exceeded FEC limits. Neither my mother nor I approved these charges or were aware of them. We have spent tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees in the resulting follow-up. I have seen a list of roughly 400 other people to whom the Santos campaign allegedly did this as well. I believe some other members of this conference might have had the same experience. While I understand and respect the position of those who will vote against the expulsion resolution, my personal experience related to the allegations and findings of the Ethics Committee compels me to vote for it. Since I alluded to this on the floor yesterday and because of the significance of the question before us i believe you're entitled to this further explanation for my position so yeah it sounds a lot like what act blue does that's i don't know no well it's a little bit different act blue just takes your information and then uses your personal information in order to mask uh donations that they're pulling in illegally from other sources that they have to they got to break up the donations cuz they exceed the fec amounts But what Santos did was apparently took people's credit cards who had donated to him and then just kept charging them and blew through the FEC limits. Yeah, that's not good. And that comes, you know, again, from a former Trump aide. I don't know why I feel the need to. Actually, I do know. I do know why I feel the need to mention that. I do. I feel the need to mention that because so many people view truth and reality and what opinion they should have through the prism of Donald Trump, either pro or against. So that's a piece of information that came from Max Miller, and take it from what for what that's worth. Um, 
Expulsion is immediate. Chad Pergram from Fox News says um, that the acting clerk of the House will now transmit a letter to the New York governor, Kathy Hochul, and um, that'll declare the seat vacant. She will then call a special election. You cannot be appointed to the House. So that's uh, how that will resolve itself up in New York. Um, Speaking of failed states, I oh, I kid New York. I kid. Uh, Last night, this is why I'm kind of groggy, a little punch drunk, a little punchy, uh, was is because I stayed up uh, watching the debate between Governor Ron DeSantis and Governor Gavin Newsom, the great red state, blue state debate. And uh, this was on Fox News. Started at like nine o'clock, ran past eleven. Yeah, ran, ran. Yeah, I think it ran past eleven almost. Um, it was supposed to be for like an hour and a half. Oh no, I went to bed after eleven. That was what it was. They were going to get this. They were going to extend it. I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to be up in like five hours. Like, what are you doing to me? You know, and. I'm watching it, and they get to the very end, and Gavin Newsom says something like, oh, I had a great time. Let's do it again. <laughs> you know, And um, Hannity takes him up on it. Like, oh, do you want to keep going? We can keep going. We already went through. They already went longer than they were supposed to have gone, so they did not adhere to their clock. So they passed through the 90-minute mark, and uh, – Newsom makes this crack at the end about how he would love to stick around and do more. I could go, I could do this all night or something. And Hannity then says, well, you, do you want to go to midnight or, or to, I guess, to 11? Sorry. You, you want to go for another 20 minutes, round out the hour, whatever. And um, they both say yes. And then, and then they're, and then it doesn't come back on. And what we found out now is Gavin Newsom's wife said no <laughs> she, she threw in the towel she, like the white towel going into the boxing ring to stop the fight like i would totally keep fighting you but my wife doesn't want me to anymore <laughs> no maybe they had somewhere else to go i don't know i mean look that's always a tough spot and this is why i try to never ask guests if they want to stick around for another segment, unless I've already or have a pretty good idea, I usually ask them ahead of time, like, how you know, how much time do you have? Do you have a hard out time that you have to be out by? Um, because when you're on the air, you don't want to be the guy that says, oh, I got to leave. It just, you, you know, like, oh, hey, do you want to stick around for a little bit longer? And most, especially, you know, politicians are going to say, you know, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll okay, yeah, I'd love to stick around, whatever, because they don't want to be seen as, you know, trying to run away or something like that. So, it's and it's it's generally it's not fair to that person. So I always try to ask ahead of time, like, yeah, you got a lot of time. What time do you got to be out by? Could you do two segments, something like that? And um, so I I can understand why maybe he said yes because you have to say yes. But it does look pretty bad when you say yes, and then you don't come back, and we find out the next day that it was because your wife said no, because then it's almost like like your wife bailed you out because you were getting the snot kicked out of you. Now, one of the things I also noticed was 
uh, there were a lot of people just looking at the reactions on uh, social media and uh, media accounts, the talking heads and such, that uh, it, it seemed like, uh, obviously, uh, Democrats, uh, they thought Gavin Newsom just mopped the floor with Ron DeSantis. And the people who like Ron DeSantis thought that he just mopped the floor with Gavin Newsom. But then there was another group I noticed. It was, uh, I will put the uh, folks in the category of um, people who want Trump to win. That's not just, and that's not just Donald Trump supporters. I'm not saying that. There are a lot of people that don't like Donald Trump, but want him to win. There are a lot of people that are ambivalent about Donald Trump, but want him to win because they're grifters. They, that's how they make their money. Right? Donald Trump is good for certain types of pundits and analysts and reaction people and that sort of stuff. But he's also good for um, Democrats. There are a lot of Democrats that believe he's going to be easier to beat. I don't know if that's true, but that's what they believe. And it appeared to me that virtually every single person that wants Trump to be the nominee thought Newsom beat DeSantis. Again, take that for whatever it's worth. That was just my assessment of it last night, just reading through a lot of these accounts that I have marked. Um, well, yeah, you, you guys want Trump for various reasons, and you think Newsom won, won this debate, which, well, I watched it. I did not think Newsom did a very good job. If they, like uh, I saw somebody mention like this is, and I've said this before over the years, you know, being on the left means you get kind of lazy um, in your debate skills because you rarely have to have them tested. Unchallenged ideas are easy to hold, and a lot of and media never ask you these philosophical questions. They never ask you stuff with data based on data. And Hannity did that last night to Newsom. So we're gonna break it all down for you. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out i got an email here from dan while mr desantis isn't exactly stephen douglas on the debate stage he certainly made easy work of making gavin nuisance look like the empty suit he is it's unfortunate gavin's mommy had to well it was his wife now dan had to call him in for dinner because i believe in another hour desantis may have made him look even worse but maybe he had poop duty in the embarcadero district last night that's possible that is possible yes the crap map made an appearance at the debate last night. It was glorious. Um, I will get to it. Let's start here, though. First question that uh, Hannity asked him was about, and I will say, Hannity did a good job, I thought, of prefacing his questions by putting graphics up with the data sourced comparing Florida to California on these various items, various issues that they were debating. So the first one, why are so many Californians 
moving out and so many people moving to Florida. He's the first governor to ever lose population. They actually at one point ran out of U-Hauls in the state of California because so many people were leaving. Of course, he's imposed restrictions on his own people while exempting himself from those restrictions and going to the French laundry while his people were suffering. That's a restaurant. He led the country in school closures, locking kids out of school while he had his own kids in private school in person. Now, he's very good at spinning these these tales. He's good at, at being slick and slippery. He'll, he'll tell a blizzard of lies to be able to try to mask the failures. But the reality is they have failed because of his leftist ideology. And the choice for America is this. What Biden and Harris and Newsom want to do is take the California model and do that nationally. In Florida, we showed that conservative principles work. This country must choose freedom over failure. Governor Newsom, your reaction? Well, it's good to be with you, Sean. It's nice also to see you in a, a tie. <laughs> uh, Ron, and I, I dressed up for the occasion. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm impressed and I'm grateful. Look, uh, it's an important occasion. Uh, this is an important conversation. And, and I, I think it's important to the folks watching. They're probably wondering, what are we actually doing here? And, and, and I want to answer that very directly. I'll tell you why I'm here. I'm, mm. I'm here uh, to tell mm. the truth about the Biden-Harris record and also compare and contrast Ron DeSantis's record and the Republican Party's record as a point of contrast that's as different as daylight and darkness. You want to bring us back to a pre-1960s world, America in reverse. Uh, you want to roll back hard-earned national rights on voting rights, on civil rights, on LGBTQ rights, on women's rights, not just access to abortion, but also access to contraception. You want to weaponize grievance. You are focusing on false separateness. You in particular, Ron, are on a banning binge, a cultural purge, intimidating and humiliating people you disagree with. You and President Trump are really trying to light democracy on fire. So, Sean, there are profound differences tonight, and I look forward to engaging. But there's one thing in closing that we have in common is neither of us will be the nominee for our party in 2024. Ooh! Notice what he did not do. He did not answer the question, why are so many people leaving California, Governor? Why are they fleeing? And by the way, um, PolitiFact, proving once again why they are as bad as we say they are, because they are. Um, PolitiFact immediately jumps in and says, well, actually, per capita, more Floridians have moved to California than the other way around. More Floridians have moved to California per capita. Slight problem here um, is that Newsom never said that. PolitiFact, like, rushes in to save Newsom, saying that he said something that he didn't actually say. So the very first question asked at this red state, blue state debate was about, hey, why are so many people leaving California? And moving to Florida. What's up with that? Gavin Newsom delivers an opening statement, doesn't answer the question. Hannity says, hey, nice opening statement you got there, but uh, how about answering the question? You mean, hold on, you you mean the the, the last two years, more Floridians going to California than Californians going to Florida? I I put up on the screen. By the way, that's going to be fun to fact check, so we'll just start right there. California has no peers. Uh, California dominates, size of 21 state Populations combined. It's the fifth largest economy in the world. We dominate. All right. So first off, California does, in fact, have peers. I've seen lots of pictures, videos, right, all over the beaches, the elevated boardwalks and stuff. I've seen them. Okay. 
So that's a lie right there. Guy's just a liar. All right. Um, also, he's a liar because he said more Floridians moved to California. And here's actually the data. In 2022, almost 51,000 people went from left to right. So left coast to Florida, California to Florida, 51,000. How many moved from Florida to California? 29,000. And I'm just rounding up for the, you know, for radio purposes here. So there's a, it's a two to one discrepancy there. Californians to Florida. The previous year in 2021, you saw 37,000 move from California to Florida and only 25,000 from Florida to California. So a difference of about 12,000. Again, more people moving from California to Florida than the other direction. But what does PolitiFact do? PolitiFact rushes to social media to do a fact check, quote unquote, where they say where they rate Governor Newsom's comment as, quote, mostly accurate, they called it. And then they say per capita, more Floridians have moved to California than the other way around. Per capita. But here's the thing. Newsom didn't say per capita. He said more Floridians went to California than Californians going to Florida. He didn't say per capita, but that's how PolitiFact covers for, them, covers for him. This is what I mean by the big D shield, right? When you're a Democrat, you get this shield from, you know, uh, media assumptions about motive. They, they, uh, they divine what you meant to say. Oh, well, you know, he may have said this, but he actually meant to say this other thing. And, well, actually, if you think about it in this way... Right? There's this constant covering, whereas if this were the other way around, I have very little doubt that they would have rated this as mostly false or completely false. They just would have said, like, if DeSantis was the Democrat and Newsom was the Republican who had lost all these people, they would have just said false because it is. It's false. Next up, crime, uh, homelessness. And all the people that are moving, and this is why they are moving, said DeSantis. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from California uh, to Florida, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed, uh, safer, better budget, uh, lower taxes, all this stuff. And he's really happy with the quality of life. And then he paused and he said, and oh, by the way, I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law. So we do count oh. Gavin's in-laws as some of the people that have fled California <laughs> um, and come to the state of Florida. Oh, and and why, are we, why are we getting people to come? We have a 50-year low in the crime rate. You don't see, in the last 10 years, we've had a 45% decline in homelessness. California's had a 45% increase in homelessness. We back the blue. I was walking the streets of San Francisco a couple months ago, and I had some of the cops in San Francisco do a beeline to come over to me, and I didn't know what they were going to say. And they're like, we want to thank you for standing for law enforcement. All right, then Newsom denies that California is a high-tax state. I'm not kidding. He says it's not a high-tax state. It's a factual lie that the state of California is high-tax, has the highest tax rate, but for whom? And it's a foundational and fundamental difference. You look at states like Texas, overwhelming majority of Texans pay more taxes than the state of California. So again, it's who you're for. Different types of taxes, not tax burden. Right? He's trying... 
not high taxes. Oh, it's just a high income tax. That's all. DeSantis responds to this. Then He's joined at the hip with Biden and Harris. He thinks Biden and Harris have done a great job. He thinks the economy is working because of their policies for Americans, and they are not. And so what California represents is the Biden-Harris agenda on steroids. Uh, they would love nothing more than to get four more years uh, to be able to take the California model nationally. That would be disastrous for working people in well, this country. Well, talk about working people. They pay more in your state than the state of California charges for billionaires and millionaires. And it's just a it's value just proposition. True. It's a fact. Again, you can't make You have six up. or seven dollar a gallon gas. How do, they, how do they afford that? These are folks that are blue collar people. Talking You're going to force everybody to buy an electric state. vehicle. How are they going to be able to afford electric vehicles if you're working class people. And I think the thing about California, they have one of the highest inequality rates because, yeah, they've got Silicon Valley billionaires. They've got a lot of very wealthy people. They've got a lot of people that are on government assistance, but they've hollowed out their middle class. Exactly. They hollowed out the middle class. So what Newsom did when he was at, because Hannity put up all the stats about the tax burden and all of this. And what Newsom says, then you heard it the, the first soundbite there. He's like, oh, well, it's the Income tax rate for the high-end earners. And that's what, oh, that's what they're, that's what you're talking about. No, across the board, through all of these different metrics, all these different taxes, California is a high-tax state. But yes, they, they, they uh, lower the burden for the lower class, lower income uh, demographics. But what that means is the people in the middle get squeezed because they're not getting they don't have enough money, like the billionaires, and they don't get enough of the tax breaks. So they leave. That's who's leaving. Patrick Gleason at Forbes, he said uh, during the debate, uh, Newsom said it's a lie that California is a high tax state. And then he proceeded to claim that low and middle income households face lower tax burdens in California. But the data shows that to be false. The Tax Foundation recently released new data on per capita state and local tax collections. And those numbers show that in California, Per capita, state and local tax collections are over nine grand. The most recent year in 2021 for which the data is available. In Florida, it's half that, less than half of that, 4,400. The fact that California's per capita tax collections are more than double Florida's, verifiably so, did not stop Gavin Newsom from trying to suggest that California imposes a lower tax burden, which is not true. Maybe understanding that Californians face much higher state and local tax burdens on average than do Floridians. Newsom then attacks Florida's tax code as regressive. But DeSantis pointed out that uh, when it comes to the major forms of regressive taxation, sales tax, gas tax, etc., California actually has higher rates than Florida. He was just wrong. Like Newsom got up there and just lied about all sorts of stuff, all sorts of stuff all night long. That's what I mean. They're, they're not used to getting challenged in this kind of a way with a moderator like Hannity that presented the and, and look, I am no huge fan of Sean Hannity, but put this but he put all of this data up in front of them and then Newsom just ignored it. And it just made him look like an idiot. All right. So uh, Gavin Newsom, then uh, he attempts to uh, uh, to land a zinger on Ron DeSantis over Disney, <laughs> which this was one of the this was one of those moments where DeSant or uh, Newsom, uh, you know, like thinks he's about to to land like a good solid hit and actually just steps on a rake. 
You know what that means? Okay, yeah, you know what that means. And, um, you know, when I have people that come to Florida, uh, they tell me, you know, you guys actually want us to succeed in Florida. And they feel like when they're in California, they don't want business to succeed. Is that what Disney's saying, the Tampa Bay Rays? Well, actually, yeah, I think that's an interesting point with Disney, because uh, I had Disney open during COVID, and we made them a fortune, and we saved a lot of jobs. You had Disney closed inexplicably for over a year. You were not following science. You were a lockdown governor. You did a lot of damage to your people. You had more kids locked out of school for a longer period of time in California than anywhere else in the country. It was the working class kids. It was the middle income kids. His kids were in private school. They were in class in person. He locked people out because of the teachers' union. He is owned by the teachers' union. You will never cross the teachers' union. So a couple things. DeSantis called Newsom a lockdown governor, and he called him a bully. And then within half an hour, um, DeSant- or uh, Newsom, I don't know why I keep saying DeSantis when I mean Newsom. Newsom then calls DeSantis a lockdown governor and a bully. I don't know why Newsom gets this billing as like this really awesome politician, except for the fact that he... Uh, does his politician work in California. And so there's no opposition of which to speak. And even if there is any, it's all from the left. It's all on the Democrat side. So nobody is making these types of arguments. No one is presenting this kind of data against him. And so they get, they get lazy. They get flabby. They're not, they're not exercising their rhetorical muscles enough. You know, unchallenged ideas are easy to hold. Next up. Newsom says Florida passed a state of emergency, though, before California did. You closed down your beaches, your bars, your restaurants. False. It's a fact. You had quarantines. False. You had quarantines. You had checkpoints all over the state of, Cal- uh, of Florida. By the way, I didn't say that. Donald Trump laid you out on this. Dead to right. You that's did that. True. You followed science. You followed Fauci. That's, Ron not, that's not false. He followed <laughs> science. He followed, he followed Fauci. You were promoting. Hold on. California you were promoting vaccines. We were open. You were promoting we vaccines. Were you even we wore closed. a mask in we September. Were open, you were closed. If it's if it's okay with you, we'll do this. Why were you closed? Why don't we do this so in a way long? where we both can have? Why were you closed for so long? You wore a mask with Donald Trump outside in September 2020. He did all of that until he decided to fall prey to the fringe of his party. And as a consequence of that, Ron, tens of thousands of people lost their lives. Not true. All right. Do you remember that lawyer in Florida who dressed up like the Grim Reaper and went on to the beaches down in Florida and the, the images, the videos went viral? Do you remember that? I'm old enough to remember that. Why would that have gone viral? What was the point of that stunt? Right. What was the point of that guy dressing up as the Grim Reaper and going out onto the beaches? It was an indictment. It was an attack on DeSantis for what? For not closing the beaches. The very fact that Newsom is trying to claim DeSantis is a, quote, lockdown governor, I think is all the proof that we need as to whether or not the lockdowns were the proper policy. Right. Right. 